Hey, good morning. Welcome to Kensington. Thanks so much for tuning in to the live broadcast. We're so glad you've joined us. The snow is coming down if you're in Metro Detroit. So uh, I'm sure you're probably excited about staying tucked in and warm. But guys, we have an incredible service planned for you today. I want to say this to you. Many people tuned into this service today are thinking, you know what? It feels like I'm just looking through the windows. But we want to let you know how much we value you, our online audience, and are so grateful for you being part of this big family. If there's anything we can do for you here at Kensington, let us know. We'd love to serve you and your family. But anyway, my name's Chris. From our team to your family, thanks again for tuning in. We're going to get going here in literally 60 seconds. We've got an incredible 65-minute service today. Dave Wilson's with us. Great music. You don't want to miss a moment. I'll talk to you as soon as the service is after. Bye-bye.
totally an underdog city. Everybody just wants the underdog to win. Who wants the Eagles to win? Look at that. Look at that. Hey, here's what's kind of cool. We have Tom Brady's game helmet, actually. He, he left it for this us. This is not Tom Brady's game helmet. It was. The same thing, though. Okay, we're going to play a game. Dave always wants us to play games. He says Super Bowl. We have to play a game with the Am church. Am I right? Super Bowl is about relay Well, it's because he wants to throw a football and show all you guys that he's still whatever, got it. Whatever, okay. whatever. He's hoping some scouts are watching. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I'm hey, young. so I have some contestants. Where are my contestants? Come on Come up. on up. We've actually got some people placed throughout this auditorium because they're going to be a part of this game. We need these footballs, Dave. Oh, we got I'm ready. I'm all right, ready. So, you, but you here's what, talk. Dude, dude. Fumble, fumble, fumble. Fumble. Here's what I need from you guys. You guys can go over there by the table. Stand by your helmet. All right. We're going to do the wave. Patriots, Eagles. Because the thing is... You know what you're doing? The thing is, is this. Mr. Coke will tell you. Hold on a second. Hold on on a second. That is so embarrassing. Hey, by the way, this is brought to you by Coke. Look at this. All right. We're going to do... We're going to do the wave because... Like, when I came out to the Super Bowl, like, three of you were like... Okay, so I need just some energy. We need to just build some energy. Are you ready for the wave? I'm going to start over here at point, and we're going to go all the way there. All right? Want to try it? Here we go. Go! The wave! Keep going, keep going, keep okay. going! Time out, I gotta stop it again. Hey, this side over here is pretty good, Jack. Hey, but they did exactly what they did last year. What? Most of you held your breath. Don't hold your breath. Like, when you do the wave, you scream. It was like this. <gasps> <laughs> That's not how we do it. You scream. All right, scream. you ready? Let's do it again. Go! There we go. Here we go. All hey, right, here we go. we go. We should go back. Woo, oh, let's go woo. back. You guys want... Uh, no, 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 no. You got to go. Woo, woo. We got time. We got it's time. taking so much time, Dave. On three, baby. He's my boss. Hey, and then we go back. Ready? Here we go. Wait. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Go back. Go back. Not bad. Not bad. Shoot. You guys are good. All right. Here's how this game is going to go. When I say go, the band's going to start playing a lot louder. They're pretty awesome, by the way. Let's hear it for our band. Up, Great. Josh. Warm All right. up, Josh. Whoa, I can't What's going to happen is when I say go, they are going to put on their team's helmet. They are going to eat a Buffalo Wild Wing chicken wing that was in my car all night last night. He's not kidding either. I'm not joking. Actually, it's kind of gross. Hey, by the way, these receiver gloves? Actually worn by gross players. Yeah. These have been in my attic for like 20 years, so yeah. you get to keep these. One was you Barry Sanders. Calvin Johnson might have, might not wore those. 20 years ago. Anyways. Hey, quit it. They're going to put the helmet on. All right. Eat a wing. Oh, I'm going to show you. Put the helmet on. Thank you, Dave. I'll be your demonstrator. Eat a wing, right? Yep. Then run off the stage. Then they're going to run off the right. stage. They are going to go to the corner where the exits are. We have All some contestants here. over there. Over They've got receiver's gloves on as well. 
All right, baby. You're going to put the helmet on? He's going to put it on. Eat the and Doritos. He's going to eat Doritos. He's eat got them a fun really pack fast. of Doritos. Keep the helmet on, then you run up there. Then after he eats the fun pack of Doritos, he goes over here to our friend over here, and she's going to slam a Pepsi with the helmet on. It's a small one. Relax. And then I'm gonna, not going to display this part because I will probably peck somebody you're in the catch face. A football. I'm throw but she's you a going to hold up here. the Pepsi, and then Dave, who's Ball State quarterback, whatever, Hall of Fame. whatever. Okay, She'll you told us it. to say that. I did not. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> so Dave's going to throw the football. You got to catch it. You and your whole team will we'll run back, back up, up here and do some sort of a dance because touchdown celebrations we'll have been back. Run up. If you drop it, what is it? Three second penalty. Are you guys ready? This is why Detroit's not good, Dave. What? This is our fans right here. This is why Detroit's great not good. Fans. Are you Detroit ready? Fans are the best fans in the world. Let's do the wave one more time before we do it. Go! Wave! Wave! All right, band. Everybody. One, two, three, go! All right, eat that chicken Cheer wing. for the Patriots! Ba, 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 ba. Hey, she didn't eat the whole thing. Cheater. These guys you gotta are eat cheap. the bone. Look at that. You gotta eat the bone. Run! Go to the back corner! Run! Skin it. Uh, they're running fast! Hey, cheer! Go, Eagles! Go, Patriots! Alright, gotta eat the Doritos! Let's do the wave again! What are you doing? Here we go, wave! Go! Go back! Go back! Go back! Some of you. Come on. Oh, I saw you there. sitting the whole time. You gotta drink it. Hey! This is getting crazy. Why is he drinking a Pepsi? I thought it was Coke. Well, I'm sponsored by Coke. Come on, cheer ma. She's slamming it. She was nervous. Guys, I guarantee whoever wins this game wins the Super Bowl. I promise. He's ready. <laughs> wins the Super Bowl. Ah. Fourth quarter comeback. Look at that. Look at that. Fourth quarter Come on, comeback. Gosh. Patriots win! Hey, Patriots win the Super Bowl! There you go! The Patriots win the Super Bowl! Good job, good job. Woo! Woo! Good job, buddy. Wow, that was awesome. Hey, let's hear it for our contestants. Your prize is the receiver clubs. Thank you guys. Hey, here's the a good thing. They both caught the pass. They, did. they both actually, caught the pass. I'm Why? Because <laughs> the pass shape. was perfect. Okay, that was Too good. Too much coke. Um, that's the first time both people have caught it. Hey, where's that, where's that Heath guy? Are you, are you a brother to Jeff? There's a guy from Lake Orion, no place for the Cowboys, Jeff Heath. You know what? I thought maybe you were his brother. Anyway, sorry about that. Well, that was a that weird, was weird rabbit trail there, Dave. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Mr. Coke. Well, geez. Anyways, I'm going to tell you guys something, a fact. For 28 years, at our 1030, our second service, for 28 years, Kensington's been in existence. Some of you don't know that we have eight campuses been here for 28 years in the Detroit area, which is awesome. Dave helped start this church. When I was five. What's awesome, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> What's awesome is, um, he was at the first Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Actually was. Every year that we played this game in the 1030 service, the second service that we've had, the team that wins, because we always do the competition, the team that has won at the 1030 service has won the Super Bowl for 28 years. It's one of the most unbelievable stats I've ever heard. That's and, so true, dude. And I got to tell you, he just so lied true. to you. That's not... Not even close to being true. You lied in church. I don't know. Coke is healthy for you, too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Coke Zero isn't either. Okay, right. anyways, you guys have some fun today. Today is going to be a fun day. Peace out. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Hey, why am I carrying Welcome, everyone, to the very first Volunteer Combine Listen with the draft a few weeks away. This is a huge day for the hopefuls. Absolutely. A big day. And for all those candidates, they really have to give a good showing today if they're going to have any chance at all of being drafted. Clayton, what are the scouts looking for in order for them to be drafted? Well, the scouts are looking for a number of things. They want people that make good decisions, uh, that are uh, quick on their feet, and uh, good-looking uh, dental hygiene, you name it. Well, it looks like our candidates are ready. We're going to see who's up first. Okay. We've got a great group of people today. It looks like... This is a live feed, right? It is live. It okay. looks like we've got Ryan up first. He's in Usher. We're going to see how he does in the shuttle run. Shuttle run's very important. He's been conditioning all fall. Uh, he's ready. He's been uh, at this combine a couple years now. Great stance, and he's off. Okay, he's making his first turn. Uh, very good choice of sweatpants. Yep. And uh, as he makes it through... Very good time. 7.5, I see. Anything under 8 seconds, right. you're pretty much a shoe-in. You know, Clayton, he's really set the tone for this entire competition. Up next, Barb. Yeah, Barbara's an interesting candidate. She's been conditioning for multiple seasons, and uh, she's really worked Look on her... Look at this form. Look at this extension She's been working on... That's her signature trademark, that yeah. form there. And she's off. She made determination on her face. Very piercing eyes. And Oh, my gosh. Look at that time. Very nicely Incredible done. Incredible time. You know what? Not only is it a good time, but but not one thing that I have to comment on her skills, she holds the pouch with two hands. A lot of rookie mistakes right. are made when you only hold it with one. She holds it with two. Clayton, and we have a replay. Let's, okay, let's see that. You see two hands, very nice as she turns the corner. Barb, very well done. So who do we have? Incredible form, incredible poise. We have one more competitor. His name's Toby. Let's see what happens. Hey, they say facial hair slows you down. Well, uh, uh, well, no facial hair. It makes you handsome. Um, On facial hair, no, excuse me, on Toby, we're expecting good things from him. He makes the first turn. That's a sloppy turn. That's a sloppy turn. Oh, oh, right there, people. Absolutely devastating. Toby, Toby, Toby. This is Bush League here. When you hold it with one hand, that's bound to happen. Sloppy, sloppy, Very disappointed. Sloppy, sloppy. What's our next event? Well, here? we have one more event featuring the nursery workers. Let's see who's up. Yeah, we've got, the next one's the dirty diaper drill. Okay, the dirty diaper drill. Very important to clean that nasty thing. And it's not just time; it's cleanliness. Let's take a look at what Rachel does. It, it is important with cleanliness, and uh, no mother wants duty on their baby's booty. That's true. That's so true. Uh, she's quick. She's poised. Very good. Absolutely. Good oh, but wait a minute, Chris. Do we have a replay? Do we have a close-up? We'll Let's see if we can get in there. Oh, ooh. No, that's just disgusting. That's that no, is not what you want to see. That's disgusting. Yeah, that that's is. Absolutely uh, disgusting. I think she. I don't know if she's going to be able to hold it in. Okay. I doubt it. Better luck next time to Rachel, but let's see what Michael does. Look at this poise, this precision. Yep, he's got his hat turned on backwards. That's not a requirement, but for men, it's awfully handy. He's very quick with the... Oh, ooh, nice little toss. The, the He's feeling great extraction. about his performance. And uh, yep. great time. Incredible. Very nicely done, Incredible. Michael. Quick in the time. And uh, I think he's pretty happy with himself. Oh, uh... Folks, so I want you to pay attention to something really important here. You'll watch in his form. Look at the flossing. Yes. Flossing. He, he's very flossing. happy. Yeah. So what's our next Well, goal? I'll tell you what. As much as we'd like to continue to watch Michael do his dance moves, we have one more event. The Post. Yeah, The Post is one of my personal favorites, Chris. 
You know, these days, I really believe, Clayton, safety is on everyone's mind. Safety is on everybody's mind. Let me tell you, one of the things about this is they ha- we have to test our security cannons to see if they can remain on task and not get distracted. Yeah, it's true. We have Blake and Katrina. Only qu- one question for you, Clayton. I'm wondering, is, is wearing yellow required for looking good? Well, if you talk to the judges, they're going to tell you that looking good in yellow is not a requirement. It's but true. I say it's a total lie. Look at this. Ice water running through Ooh. their veins. Folks. Well, not so much. I don't know. Uh, can they Look at this. stay put? Oh, that is... Very tough to see. It's true. You cannot be fickle when you feel the tickle, Especially Chris. Especially when everyone's safety is at stake. That's right. So, Chris, I'm telling you, after seeing this, I think our scouts are going to have a much better idea of who they're going to pick in this year's draft. Well, there you have it, folks. Our very first volunteer combine here at Kensington. What do you say? Well, guys, you know, it, it's true. The engine that makes this place move forward... Is not the staff, honestly. You know, we're, we're doing our thing, but it's, it's people just like you. You guys, the volunteers that, that serve here, are the engine that makes the mission of Kensington move forward. So we want to say, if you really want to get plugged into the team and jump in and make a difference, go sign up. Be a volunteer. I, I know for a fact the nursery workers and the kids team, the student team, are all in need of volunteers. And I'll just take a moment to be selfish and say, if you're a musician... Come see me. I'm looking in particular for guitarists right now. But, guys, we really believe that it's everyone that makes the difference here at Kensington to really make a difference in the lives of everyone that comes each and every weekend. Well, guys, right now I'm going to invite you to stand. Say hi to the person next to you. Ask him if you got one of the vegan hot dogs this morning. Good morning, and welcome to today's big game. This is how it's going to work today. Dave Wilson will have exactly four eight-minute quarters to complete his message. There will be no, and I repeat, no overtime. What are you clapping about? You don't like overtime? That's the best part. Can I get eight seconds? Sorry. Eight minutes. Ooh, you made a mistake there, didn't you, referee? At 7.59, I get an extra second. Begin. That was pretty loud, dude. All right. You like Ryan? That's our Kensington Kids Director, Ryan Morrow. And that's enough of that. I got eight minutes. Um, Yeah, so if you're new here today, I just got to say I'm sorry. (laughs) This is what we do every year at Super Bowl. We call it our our third holiday service. We have Christmas, Easter, and the Super Bowl. This church was started by three quarterbacks, and we think Super Bowl's a big deal. And we don't really care about the game as much as taking a principle from the game and applying it to our spiritual life. So let me ask you again. Who's, who thinks the Patriots, I got to hear you, who thinks the Patriots are going to win? Ah, all right. Who thinks the Eagles? Who's the Eagles? All right. Here's the truth, and this is where we're going today. Whether it's the Patriots or the Eagles, you know this. It won't be the MVP that wins, wins the game. It won't be a person that wins the game. It'll be what? A team. A great 
team. In fact, there's two great teams in this game. And anything that happens in life, if it's great, is done by not individuals, but people that are part of a great team. So I thought, okay, I got four quarters. I got eight minutes a quarter. Uh, the word team has four letters. I think we can do one letter per quarter, make, it, make team an acrostic. So what should the T be? What makes a great team? What would you say? A T. Now, by the way, don't use the standard together everyone accomplishes more. I've heard that one a million times. That's the, the standard acrostic for team. I'm going little different like, than that. I think the T should be trust. You writing this down? Write this down or you will... No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I really do think that you don't need to write it down because they're so simple. A great team is a team of people that can trust their teammates. Am I right? It's true in church. It's true in your business. It's true in your family. It's a deal of trust. And by the way, you don't just give trust to people. Trust is what? It's earned. Yeah. Somebody says, trust me. You say, show me. Seriously, you shouldn't just give trust to people. I'm going to come over and watch your kids. Who are you? I don't even know who you are. You're not watching my kids. There's got to be a track record of character that I can trust. So it'd be same thing's true in a, in a team. What's that mean? In a team, it means this. If I'm on a great team, let's apply it to football. If I line up in, a, in my position and I can't trust the guy lining up beside me, not a great team. Probably not even a good team. It means I got to trust the person beside me, the person in the cubicle beside me, the person in my family. How's that happen? You earn that trust over a track record of time. When, in fact, some of you know this. I've heard Tom Brady mic'd up a few times on the sideline. You know what I always hear him saying on the sideline? He says three words. Walks around the sideline. He says this to everybody. Even on a game-winning drive, right before he walks up there, he'll say this. He's, I just saw one last night where he said this in the huddle right before a fourth, fourth quarter game-winning drive. He said three words. What was it? Do your job. That's all he says. There's no inspirational words. He is literally trusting these guys to do what they were, are paid to do. And here's the deal. The New England Patriots have proven to us that the guys on that team do their job. Every single one of them does their job. How do we know? Because they win. Tom's going after his sixth Super Bowl ring. Six. That'll probably never be done again in the history of the NFL. I really believe that. How can one guy on one team win six? If he wins today, it'd be a six one. How does that happen? That does not happen by Tom Brady being an amazing quarterback, although that's part of it. It will happen because everybody on that team knows their role, plays their role, and they can be trusted to do it. See, here's what Tom knows. Tom knows guys show up early every day of the week. They watch film. They get in the weight room. They run. They're prepared. When they line up on offense or defense or special teams, nobody on that team's wondering, I wonder if this guy knows what he's supposed to do is going to do his job. No. They all look at each other and say, do your job. And guess what? They do. And greatness happens because great teams trust they're great teammates. And it's the same thing in a church or anywhere else. You know, it's really interesting. As I was thinking about what is the quality of a person that makes you trust them? Here's the one I thought of, humility. People that are arrogant are all about themselves and they're not about the team. I remember literally, you probably don't believe this because it was almost 40 years ago, but when I was a quarterback in college and a guy would get in my, in my huddle, a receiver, and keep demanding the ball and every time after every play, he'd come back and say, I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. I literally one time went to the head coach and said, get him out of my huddle. 
He doesn't care about anybody else. All he cares about is him getting the ball. He's running a route that's clearing out an area for this other guy who I just threw a touchdown to, and he's telling me I should have thrown the ball to him when his route was taking the DB here so I could hit the wheel route here, and this guy wants the ball. Get him out of my huddle. I don't care if he's the best player on the team. Get him out of my huddle because he's all about me, not we. We want people you can trust. How can you trust people? They're humble people. You know, it's really interesting. That's not in our DNA, humility. If you think about this, I really just have three minutes? Okay. If you think about this, I, 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 I won't read it for a second time, but I'll tell you, you need to go read this story. When Jesus is talking about great teams in Mark chapter 10, he has the disciples together. Pretty interesting group of guys. And he says, I'm about to be killed, mocked, spit on, and put to death. That's what's going to happen in the next few days. Do you realize that immediately the disciples ask him a question? He just says that, and they go, hey, Jesus, we want to ask you a question. We want your answer to be yes. He doesn't even know what the question is yet. So he goes along with them like, what's your question? They say, yeah, when you come into your kingdom, yeah, I heard about that mocking and spitting and killing thing. That's yeah, too bad for you. But when you come into your kingdom, can I sit on your right and me on your left? Humility? No. What's that? That's the human DNA. We're always thinking of me. You know, you're going to be in glory and we're going to be rock stars. So can we sit right there? And Jesus says, let me tell you something about great teams. He doesn't use these words, but here's what he says at the end of that passage. He said, you know that those who are considered rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their great ones exercise authority over them, but it shall not be among you. He's saying, that's the way the world works, but you're different. You're not of the world. You are of me, and it's not that way. He says this, whoever will be great among you must be your servant. Whoever will be first among you must be your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as ransom for many. He's saying great teams trust one another, and the only way you're going to trust the person beside you is they have humility, and they do. I, I love uh, Phil Jackson's quote, won 10 NBA championships. Phil Jackson as a coach said, good teams become great teams when the members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the we. They're never talking about me, they're talking about we. Here's what I thought of just yesterday. When we started Kensington 28 years ago, Steve Andrews, Mark Nelson and I and our families, we had 40 people start this thing. Steve told me before we even started church, he goes, you're gonna preach as much as I had. I had rarely preached at any church. At every church I'd have been a part of, as, as sitting where you are, it was always about one guy, and that's the only guy to preach. In fact, the church that planted us, they would never let me one time preach in that church because I wasn't the senior pastor, and that's the only one. So Steve's like, this church is going to be different. We're going to be a team, and you're going to preach as much as I am. In fact, the third week of Kensington, I was up. And my title, some of you might have been there, it was East Hills Middle School, my title was Sex, What a Great Idea. I'm not kidding. That was the title of the message, Sex, What a Great Idea. And so I got up there and gave a sermon, and we designed Kensington to reach a guy that doesn't go to church. This guy comes walking to me up after the service. He literally walks up to me and goes, I don't know what they call you around here. This is my first time here, but uh, that was one hell of a sermon. And I, and I thought, this is the guy we made the church for. I go, dude, how'd you end up here? He goes, my wife came last week, got that little flyer. She asked me to go to church. I go, I don't go to church. I'm never going to church. She came home and said, this church is amazing. You might want to come next week. They're talking about sex. In fact, here's the title, Sex, What a Great Idea. And he, goes, he looks at me and he goes, you got that right. What are you doing? Personal foul on the quarterback, 15 yards. Mentioned sex in church. <laughs> Another personal foul, 15 yards on the quarterback. Said hell in a sermon. I quoted a guy. <laughs> that concludes the first quarter. Let's begin the second quarter. Hey, get rid of that flag. 
So th- think about this. That guy comes to church because of the title, and why did I get to preach? Because Steve said, we are a team, and I trust you with this message. In fact, in 28 years, you want to know how many sermons Steve Andrews has given on sex? Anybody take a guess. Zero. I didn't know that he was really giving It's like he's never going to do that. Anyway, so the first one is, is trust. Great teams line up beside each other, and they trust that their, their buddy's going to get the job done. Here's the E. The E is everyone. And it isn't what you think. Everyone means this. Great teams know that everyone on that team matters. Everyone on that team is extremely valuable. This is really true. Great NFL teams do not have starters in second string and third string and practice squad. Those locker rooms see everybody as a starter. Do you understand that? It's like the backup quarterback is just as important as the starting quarterback because they know at any minute, next man up, they realize that everyone's got a skill, different skills. Everyone's got a, a gifting and a passion, and everyone plays a role. Great teams make sure everybody's involved. And here's, what, here's what's really interesting. Anybody here know? Does anybody here know these names? Joe Tooney, David Andrews. What team are they on? Anybody? You got two options. <laughs> no, they're on the New England Patriots. Does anybody here know Tom Brady's name? Yeah. Let me tell you something. Tom Brady knows something you and I don't know because you don't even know those names. Those guys are offensive linemen for the New, New England Patriots. They will start today. One of them's the center. Next guy's the guard. So they'll snap the ball to Tom, and then they'll do what? They'll do their job, and Tom will trust them to do their job. At the end of the game, neither one of those guys or any of the offensive linemen are going to get an MVP. None of them. Nobody even knows. Nobody in this room knew, knew their name. But let me tell you something, and you know this. Every player in that locker room knows those guys. And they know they're more valuable to this game than Tom Brady. And I know you don't believe that because all you hear about is the quarterback. And I was a quarterback, so I like that. That's awesome. But I knew I'm not as important as those guys. If they snap the ball and then just say, go ahead, guys. There he is. Tom will never complete not even one single pass. And Tom knows that. There's no way he can do anything today if there's pressure on him. And they are paid good money to make sure nobody touches that guy. But if they don't do their job, and you and I don't think they're that important because we don't even know their name and nobody's going to talk about them today. The beginning of the game will come up and you'll see a picture of them and their name and you'll never hear their name again. The only people that know how valuable they are are the people in the New England Patriots organization. Every equipment guy, every security guy, every receptionist, secretary in that whole organization because I'm part of the Alliance organization. They know everyone matters because everyone has a role to play and that role is incredibly important. Do you know that Jesus says the church is like a great team? Do you know that? After Jesus was just, just before he, he died, rose from the dead, and then went to the Father, he said, I am sending you to start the what? The book of Acts, the New Testament, the church. Another word for church is team. And there are bad churches and good churches, and there are great churches. And the great churches know that everyone in that body, that church, has a role to play. I don't know if you've ever read the book of 1 Corinthians, but the Apostle Paul wrote to a church that was having division, and he said, I want you to understand something. Everyone in that church has a role to play in that church, and everyone's important. He said, some of you think, you know, the hand's not important if it doesn't have an ear. The ear's not important. The foot's not important. It's like he, he used the body metaphor to say every part of a body matters, and actually every part of a body is extremely important. 
Even though you may not think the foot is that important, when you have an injury to your foot, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that really matters. If you don't have ears or don't have eyes, every piece of it really matters. And Paul, I'll read it to you at the end of this passage, down in verse 20, he says, as, as it is, there are many parts but one body. He's talking about the church. He says, the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, these parts of the body that seem to be weaker, offensive linemen, are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. Now, why did we do this crazy little volunteer combine today? Because here's what we wanted to do today. We wanted to use the metaphor of greatness in teams, teams that trust one another because everybody's doing their job, and also teams that understand every single person, whether they're on stage or in the parking lot, really, really matter. A church is a place where everybody realizes I matter here and I'm valuable. Because here's the thing, every one of you has a gift, maybe multiple gifts, and every one of you, just like me, has passions or, or, or things that keep you up at night, that, that burn in your, a fire in your belly. The church is a place where everyone plays their role in a, in a, in a unique way, and everyone is extremely valuable. You know, if you come up to me today and say, hey, Pastor Dave, how you doing? Some of you have probably done that. What will I probably say back to you? First time here? And you'll go, yeah, how'd you know? Because you called me Pastor Dave. We don't do that at Kensington. It's not because we're arrogant. It's because we believe the New Testament says everyone in the church is a pastor. What's that mean? Everybody's got a gift. And they're supposed to use that gift, not just whether you're a full-time staff or you're a volunteer. You are extremely important. So if you call me pastor, I'll call you pastor back. Because probably some of you have a more pastoral gift than I do. The actual word pastor means shepherd. I'm more of a take the mountain guy than I am a shepherd. Some of you are more pastoral and you really should be a pastor. I would be called apostle. Apostle gift is take that mountain. We're going here. Let's go. But by the way, please do not call me apostle Dave. Do not do that. <laughs> some of the Detroit Lions guys do that. Hey, apostle Dave. I get it. I get the truth. But, but it's just like they're, they're identifying our gifts. So here's the deal. And we mean this. We did this volunteer combine just like the NFL combine because every role here matters and everyone here needs to play their role. And when they do, this church is great. I was talking to a guy at Home Depot a couple months ago and he started talking about, I didn't know this guy, he started talking about his struggles in life. And guess what I did? I ended up talking to him about Jesus and invited him to Kensington. He had heard of it and he said, I might come. And I thought, what if he shows up today? Let me ask you something. Do you think I matter? Not as much as the people in the parking lot when he pulls in. Do you know that most visitors, it's true surveys say that they will decide if they're coming back to your church or not in seven minutes or less? He's not even in here in seven minutes. He's pulling in the parking lot. Do you think the parking lot people out there who showed up in sub-zero weather way before you and I got here and made sure that thing was clear and have a place for them to park, do you think that matters to this guy? Yeah, there's so much at stake. I'm thinking, you think I matter? No, they matter. And when he walks up to that door, you think our ushers matter? That the door's open? Like we expect him? Like when a visitor comes to your house, do you let them in your house? No, they're a visitor. You talk to them on the, on the doorstep. But when you have guests coming over, you have balloons on your mailbox, you have the doors and the lights up, that's what it should be. So when he walks in, when he checks his kids into Kensington Kids, you think it matters? When he takes his most precious jewel and hands it to somebody for an hour, it matters. And I think, oh my gosh, every one of you has to play a role. So here's the deal. Here's your action step. I got 16 seconds. Pull out this card. This card is huge. Some of you serve. Some of you are volunteers here. Others of you, we're inviting you to say, you've got a gift. You've got a passion. We've got a job for you. 
It's on this card. So take a moment during the service, hit something you're interested in. That doesn't mean you're signing up. It means you're going to ask questions, fill out your name, give it to somebody in the lobby on the way out. What are you doing? We have delay of game by Apostle Dave. That was funny. The two-year-olds are starting to get nervous. Do you need 30 more seconds? I do. I'll take 30 more seconds. Five-yard penalty. What? 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 All right, 30 more seconds. Here's what I'll say, because we had a halftime show coming up. Here's what I'll say. Use this card. I'm not kidding. If you're new here, I'm telling you. Here's what will happen. When you sign this up and start serving, you'll find out Jesus' words are really true. He says, you want to find your life what? Give it away. When you start giving your life away and serving others, by the way, in your passion, something you like to do, in your gifting, it literally will not only change other people's lives, it will change you. This church will become a family, and you will, you will light up in your Christian walk. How's that? 30 seconds? All right. Is it time for halftime show? Oh, no, we got a commercial. We got a commercial break. This concludes the second quarter. Enjoy the halftime show, beginning with a commercial. Home by midnight. Eleven. the second time this week. What happened? Ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've all been waiting for, let's get on our feet for this year's 28th Halftime Show.
third quarter. You can be seated. What do you think? Should I keep it on? This is fun having hair. Can you take me serious right now? No? All right, I'll take it off. How about this? No? Any, any of you now don't know who that band is? Seriously? Eddie Van Halen, you know, David Lee Roth. That was pretty good. Was, was he good or what? Uh-oh, what happened here? What happened? I think I'm stuck wearing this. We'll see. Oh, yeah. I just like hair. <laughs> it's sort of fun. Yeah, we thought it'd be fun. Each campus is doing their own halftime show, and we're like, what do we have? We have big hair days from the 80s type deal, right? So, all right, so here we go, right? We've got T is what? Great teams have trust. Do your job. I can trust the person in the cubicle beside me, the, the person in my family beside me, the person in the church beside me. E is everyone matters. And I hope you understand that. I really do. I hope you sign up today and say, man, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into something at Kansas City and go out to the lobby after the service. There's tables out there. There's starting point if you're brand new and you're like, where do I start? We call it starting point. Start there. And then the A, I think the A is critical. The A is attitude. Great teams have an all-in, whatever-it-takes attitude. One of our mottos when we started Kensington, not kidding, was whatever it takes. I don't care what it takes. Do it. We're going to do everything we have. We have to put up our, mor- our house for mortgage. Do it. doesn't matter. We're going we're gonna to do whatever it takes to get the job done. That's an attitude. Great teams are full of locker rooms of people that are all-in. They're not sort of in. They're not sort of showing up. They are absolutely all-in all the time. They give everything they've got. I remember one time uh, a guy was trying out for the Lions, and it was in the preseason, and I saw him uh, get hit. You know, he's a defensive back. He hit a guy right in front of our sideline. I'm on the sideline as our chaplain, and something fell out of his mouth. I thought it was his mouth guard, and he stuck it in his sock and, and kept playing. And he comes off, you know, after the, uh, after the series was over. I go, dude, did your mouth guard fall out of your mouth? He goes, no, that was my tooth. I go, what? He goes, that was my tooth. I go, you stuck your tooth in your sock? And kept playing. He's like, yeah, I got to make this team. I can't take a playoff. And he did. He made the team. Undrafted guy out of nowhere made the team. What's that? That's all in. That's all in. Guarantee you, every guy in the locker room in New England is all in. Every guy in the locker room in, New, in, in Philadelphia is all in, right? And the church is no different. If you're not all in, nothing great happens. Good teams, not everybody's all in. Great teams, Everybody, it's like whatever it takes. It's not about me, it's about we. What do I have to do? What's my role? If I'm the backup, I'm the backup. I'm as important as the starter. I'm ready to go in a moment. It's all in. You know, it's interesting. Ann and I told this story yesterday. We were in St. Louis doing a marriage conference for a former Detroit Lions backup quarterback, Sean Hill, who came to Christ, he and his wife Ashton, in our ministry years ago, and now he's retired and doing real estate in, in the area. Anyway, long story short, he asked us if, 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 if you guys could come in and do a Friday night, Saturday morning marriage retreat, I think I could get like 10 to 20, maybe at the most 30 couples to show up. Would you come do that for us? I'm like, yeah, we'd love you. We'd love to do it. We show up. He goes, get ready. It's done a little better than we thought. We walk in this area that it's a really small town. They've never had anything big in their town ever. We walk in, there's 300 couples in a room and they're in tears because they couldn't believe God was that big, and he showed up, and they're like so nervous as we walk up, like, you better be good now, because all these people showed up. It was so cool. Twelve churches came together for this thing, and you know why that happened? One, obviously God did a miracle. Two, they're all in. 
They didn't care about what church and what name and who was why. They were like, let's go together and unified and do something for the marriages in our area. And again, they've never had anything that big in their life. They didn't have a building big enough to hold all those people in. And I thought, man, that is, that is all in. We told this story yesterday. I think I can do it in three minutes. Um, that we've told here many times. Uh, it's become like a, a legendary Kensington story. If you're new, you never heard this. Uh, on our 25th wedding anniversary, Ann and I got to do a wedding in Mexico for free. It's a long story, but I'm a free guy. And so when they said, will you do my wedding in Mexico for free? I'm like, I'm your guy. I'm doing it. So we're down there to do this wedding, but the couple that wanted us to do it wanted us to hang out with their wedding party that don't go to Kensington. And so like the third day, they're like, where are you at night? We're always going to the, to the dinner party and they have music and dance. You guys love it. Join us tonight. They're doing a newlywed game. So we join them. We're sitting there. These guys come out and say, we, we need people to volunteer backstage. We're like, we're not your guys. We just want to sit here. They begged us to go back. We go back. There's eight couples. We're all standing on stage and they're like, what are we doing? What do we sign up for? Nobody knows. And I think it's a newlywed game and I want to win. So I start cheating with Ann. Hey, remember this? Okay, we're ready. So the curtain opens. MC walks out and he goes, tonight is dance competition night. We're like, oh. He's like, they're going to dance together. You vote them off. Final couple will win the grand prize. So we, we get voted off the first dance and we should. We're terrible. You know, so we're going to our seat. He goes, hey, by the way, who are you? Where are you from? We're Dave and Ann. We're from Michigan. The crowd starts cheering. They want us back on. I I think a lot of Midwest people don't know to this day why we get back on. We don't want to be back on, but we're back on. We have no choice. We end up in the final three. Don't ask me how. They must be blind. So we're in the final three, right? And so now the final three is one couple at a time. It's Dave and Ann from Michigan. That's all I knew about us. You go first. Last category of music is 60s music acrobatic. And I'm like, what do you mean acrobatic? Because the more acrobatic you are, the better chance you have of winning the grand prize. And I thought the grand prize must be another free trip back to the resort, all inclusive. So nobody there knows this except me. My wife was a gymnast her whole life. She can still do gymnast stuff, you know, like flips and aerials without touching the floor. And she can do one-arm push-ups. And nobody knows this but me. So I lean over because now I'm all in, baby. We're going to win this thing, right? free trip back. So I, under my breath, I say to her, you end this with a one-arm push-up. We win. And she goes, got it. I'm not kidding. She looked at me. She's all in too, right? So the music starts and I can't dance. So I just get out of the way. I literally back up and I do my, that's all I got right here. Q-tip, Q-tip. But while I'm doing that, right, from Hitch, while I'm doing that, Anna's like, and the stage was like this big. She was sprinting and flipping like, bam. The crowd's like, and she goes, bam. And I was just like, go girl, baby, go girl. That's the whole thing I did. And she's doing this thing and the music's about to end and she's way over there. I'm like 20 yards away. I'm over here. I'm like, oh, we got to have a grand finale. What is it? And I feel like God gave me this visual and I went like this, went big hula hoop. I was thinking SeaWorld, you know, she'll flip through, do a one-arm push-up. I'll get beside her. I had all that in my head. So I did that. Well, she's down here. She doesn't know what I mean. She's looking at me like, what? I'm like this. And she goes, what? I did this, and she goes, oh, and so I knew she knew. She starts sprinting. Picture the Olympic vault, right? And she goes up in the air, and I knew that she knew what I meant, so as soon as she jumped, I got out of the way so that she could land, and I turned and started doing my little dance, and I heard her go, bam! As soon as I heard the thud, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. You know, as soon as I heard it, I knew what you were thinking, the same thing. Oh, she thought this. She literally told me later, I thought you went like this and you were thinking Dirty Dance and Patrick Swayze, you know, so I jumped expecting you to be there and you're gone. So she face plants and the crowd did just, and they're all mad at me. It looks like I pulled the football out, you know, with Charlie Brown. 
Well, here's the deal. We won first price. And we got two free T-shirts. I am not kidding. T-shirts. But, but here's the... And by the way, we got back to Michigan. She found out she broke both wrists. Don't even come up here, Ryan. Don't even come up here. I got to finish this, baby. Oh, oh. We've got a timeout for review going to New York City to confirm that there was no use of scripture during the third quarter. <laughs> this concludes the third quarter. We Hold now on. Have a Hold TV on. Can I, get, can I get 10 seconds? TV timeout. Go, go ahead. All right. 10 seconds. Um, here's all I'm going to say about All In. Great teams have people. Everyone is leaping. And trust me, she said yesterday at marriage conference, Dave has literally and figuratively dropped me many times. But God never has. And when you, when you say, I'm all into God, he will catch you and use you. And so here's what we're going to do. As we go into another commercial break, and by the way, you might notice a theme in these commercials. We're starting a series next week called It's a Phase. It's all about parenting. In fact, this city we were in yesterday said, we are bringing you back next year to do a parenting conference. We need help in parenting. We're doing a three-week series starting next week. Ann and I will start this thing. And so this commercial break will give you a little promo for that. But as you watch this, we're going to do something in that says, I'm all in. You know what it is? We're going to give. We're going to ask you to give money back to God because you believe in his mission. If you're new, your action step isn't give money. Your action step is go to starting point afterwards and say, where do I start here? But if this is your church, you do what I do and everybody else does. like, man, I'm in. That means it affects my wallet. I'm going to give. As God speaks to me through this promo, I'm going to give back. So watch this. Is that okay, referee? Good enough? All right. Don't get up. No sex for a year. <laughs> Want to make it too? Enjoy the fourth quarter. <laughs> You're not going to give him a flag for saying sex in a video? All right, so we're, we're to the final quarter and the final letter of team. And guess what? Oh, there's still eight minutes up there. I thought I had all the time I wanted overtime. Uh, anyway, here, here, here's the final thought. And, you know, we're going to continue to take the offering as I, as I go into this. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to see if you're listening so far. A great team has, what's the T? Trust. You can trust one another. A great team has what? Everyone knows their role and plays their role and is, is valuable. A great team has what? A great all-in, whatever-it-takes attitude. And then I think the M is critical. And there's so many, you know, different ways you could spin this. But I think a great team knows its mission. They're on mission. And the mission is extremely, extremely clear. It isn't like, oh, we're just trying to win some football games. We're just trying to... No, they know exactly what the mission is. It's written down. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's all over the building. It's all over the, the house. It's just a, we know what we're after. You know, it's really interesting. Some of you remember uh, either last year or a couple years ago, we did a Super Bowl all about, uh, a Super Bowl service all about they're going after the ring, Super Bowl ring. And uh, some of you might remember this. I, I told a story which is so critical about how great teams are missional. In 1991, some of you don't even realize this, the Detroit Lions were one game away from the Super Bowl. Some of you are like, what? 
Yeah, we beat the Cowboys in the Silverdome 38 to 6 after a bye week because we won the division. We go to Washington to beat the Redskins. If we beat them, we're in the Super Bowl. Of course, we didn't. But we're, we almost got there. It's the closest we've been in my 33 years with the team. And here's the deal. Saturday night before that game in Washington, as I was doing chapel for the team, I said to the team, I actually had a real Super Bowl from one of the guys that had won one on another team taped up in the corner of the room. And my whole point was, if you can't see the ring, you can't get the ring, right? So it's like, you know, you got to focus on it. But I said at the beginning of that chapel, I said, guys, our goal is to be in the Super Bowl in two weeks. That's our goal. And some of you might remember this. The only time this ever happened in chapels never happened since. A player corrected me. He stood up and would not let me go another sentence when I started the chapel. Our goal is to get to the Super Bowl. And this guy stood up. His name was Chris Spielman, you know, as a linebacker. And he stood up and he goes, Dave, our goal is not to get to the Super Bowl. Our goal is to win the Super Bowl. Okay, go ahead. It was just one of these clarifications about he knew exactly what the mission was. And I've been after a Super Bowl ring for 33 years. And you won't believe this. I finally got one today. I'm wearing it. See it? Luke over here saw me in the lobby and he gave me a Super Bowl ring that came out of a bubble gum machine. <laughs> it says Super Bowl 50 on it. Look how big that baby is. I finally got my goal. Anyway, I'm kidding. But here's the thing. If you don't know what your mission is, you'll never get there. You know, they did, they did yesterday say, you got to come back and do a parenting conference for us. And the first thing we're going to do next week in the parenting series, and the first thing I'll do if I go back there next week is say, okay, parents, what are you trying to raise? And if you ask most parents, what are you trying to raise? What's your goal? You've got a four-year-old, five-year-old. What do you want that man or, 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 or woman to be when they're 20, 25 years old? What is your clear vision? Tell me what it is. Most parents go, uh, good kid. Not good enough, folks. If you don't know what you're aiming for, you'll never hit it. And then when they don't get there, you'll never even know they didn't get there. First thing we're going to talk about next week is what's your mission as a parent? It's no different for a team or an organization or, or a great church. If you don't know what you're shooting at very clearly and it doesn't drive you every day, you'll never get there. Chris Spielman was driven by the mission to win the Super Bowl. He was the first guy every day at the Silverdome. His truck was in the, in, the, in, the, in the lot two hours before everybody else. His truck was there when everybody went home. If we had five or even ten Chris Spielmans, I promise you we'd have won the Super Bowl because he knew the mission was not just play and make money. His, the mission was win the Super Bowl. So let me ask you something. Do you know what our mission is here at Kensington? We've written it out. We've told you many times. Some of you know if you've been around here. It's very clear. It's uh, eight words. And we know exactly what we're trying to do in this church. Anybody want to say it out loud? I'll, I'll start it for you. To see everyone what? Transformed and mobilized. How? By Jesus. And again, I'm not going to walk you through all that, but every word in there is crucial to us. We don't just do church. I grew up in churches that did church. If you went up to the pastor and said, what's the mission of the church? Say, uh, to meet. They didn't even know. We say, to see Every one, that means everybody matters. Every one of you matters. Everyone in this room. Not only matters that you're on a great team, you matter. This, this weekend is for you. The midweek small groups, our midweek service this Wednesday night, I invite you to come back to, is for everyone to what? Be transformed. Stop right there. We believe God wants us to be a church that doesn't just see people get better. No, we believe God wants this church 
to literally transform lives. And that doesn't happen through church. That happens through the founder of the church. And that's not a person. That's Jesus himself. When you invite Jesus Christ into your life, when you surrender your life to Jesus, when you go all in with Jesus, what happens? He, through his spirit, comes to live where? Here, in your body. He no longer lives in a building of the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament. He now lives in the human soul. So think about this. Can a person that doesn't have Christ in their life be the same as a person that does? Impossible. Can a person that lives with God's power out there but not in them be the same as the guy that now has Christ in him? No, it's impossible. What happens? Jesus literally transforms. Doesn't make you better. He doesn't rehabilitate you. He redeems you. He takes you from death to life. He takes you from blindness to sight. He takes you from no power to power. He takes you from I can't forgive anybody to I can forgive. How? The power of God. That's transformed. It's like you're the same person. You look the same, but people see it's like you're not even the same person. What happened to you? People are drawn to that. It's like, well, I can tell you what happened to me. Jesus came in my life and he transformed me. It's unbelievable. Not perfect, but it's like, oh my gosh, I know why I exist. That's more important than a Super Bowl. So that's our mission. It's like to see everyone transformed and then what? Mobilize is so key. I grew up in a church that never did anything. Went to church, raised our hands, sang a song, went back to our life. And Jesus' mission is I want to change you so much that you go out of here and you go on mission to be used by God to transform your family, to transform your neighborhood, to transform your city. That's what transformers do. They literally have an impact and they know, they get up every morning. It's like, I know who I am. I know who God is and I know why I'm here. It's like God has transformed me and sent me on mission. Man, some of you, I hope you run out of here on Sundays because this isn't church. That's church. The church isn't the church gathered. The church is really church when it's scattered to go to the workplace, go to the schools, go to your neighborhoods and say, man, God has changed my life. I want to be a part of God changing your life. I told these guys yesterday, I still got time. This is awesome. Did they add time? Who knows? Who cares? I I told these guys yesterday, I said, the greatest moment of your life when I ended this marriage conference, because I said at the end, this marriage conference isn't isn't about your marriage. God wants you to use your marriage to impact your neighborhood. I said, the greatest moment of your life will not be just God transforming you, but using you to be a part of transforming somebody else. I said, the greatest moment of your life will be, I told them about how we do baptisms here at Kensington. I said, it's so cool. When people get baptized, their lives have been transformed. They come and they want to get baptized. I said, most of the people that get baptized at Kensington, I don't do it. And they looked at me like, well, you're the pastor. No, the person had the impact in their life. They do it. They get in the pool with them, a mom or a dad or a friend or a buddy, and they do it. I'm just sitting there watching. It's like, that's the greatest moment of these people's lives is they were used by God to be a transformer agent in somebody's life. That's a great team. You can trust one another. Everyone plays a role. Attitude of all in, and then you're on mission together. That's why I said, man, you want to do something with your life? And I mean it. I really do mean this. This is the way I think. And people don't believe this because they're like, you're a football guy. You've been with the Lions all these years. You love football. You care about football. It's the most important thing in your life. No, it isn't. I want you to watch the Super Bowl tonight the way I'm going to watch it. And by the way, just in case you're wondering, no, there is not a 6 p.m. Sunday night Orient service tonight. We're not doing church tonight. We're staying home and we're watching the game. And there's some people have already said, wait, wait, wait. We should have church. You don't skip church for a football game. Here's what I say. No, invite your neighbors over, have them in your house, watch the game with them. Why? You're on mission. That's what you should be doing tonight for the Super Bowl. Watch the game with somebody you want to find Jesus. Bring them to your house or go to their house. Go to the party. Eat all the stuff. Don't flush it at halftime because the world will crush if everybody flushes at halftime. I heard that like seven 
billion gallons will be flushed at halftime. So wait, but be there. Don't come to church, be there. And so here's what I'll say. I mean this. Some of you have been coming here for a long time and you're a spectator. You're gonna watch the game. I mean church. And it's time for you to get on the field and play. And you know what? You've got a passion for something. You're skilled at something and we need you. We really do. We need people in the parking lot. We need people in the Kensington Kids Wing. Chris just told you we need more guitar players. I don't know why, but we need more guitar players. And we need all kinds of people that serve in all kinds of roles. And let me tell you, when you serve, like I said before, you light up and you, you begin to see God literally transform your life and using you to transform others. And you're like, now I know why I'm here. Do it as a family. Do it in community. And again, all you do is fill this out, go out there. You're not signing up for anything. You're just saying, I'm interested. I want to talk to somebody. And, and then you get to become not just a spectator, but a player who makes a difference. And so here's what I want you to think about tonight as you watch the game. This is what I'm going to think. I'm going to love the game. It's probably, hopefully, going to be an awesome game. I can't even get my hand in my pocket. This ring's so big. This is awesome. I'll take it off. Um, But here's what I'm going to think. This game that billions and billions of dollars are spent on, I heard this year it's $5 million for 30 seconds for a commercial. Justin Timberlake at halftime. It's going to be, I mean, it's the biggest spectacle almost in the sports world around the world and millions will watch it and here's what I'll be thinking the whole time this isn't life this doesn't even matter I'll bet you most people if not 99% of people in this room cannot tell me who won the Super Bowl three or four or five years ago unless it was your team who cares unless the Lions win it who cares seriously it's, it's such a big hyped event and then you sit there and you go you know what, you know what really matters what we just talked about is what matters What we just talked about is eternal. This is temporary. It'll burn up. All these rings, they'll burn up. They don't mean anything. But you lead somebody to Christ or you're a part of that, you're on mission for God, oh my gosh, that lasts forever. So here's what we do at the end of this. And the same thing's going to happen tonight on TV and in that stadium. People are going to worship tonight in Minneapolis. It's a worship service you and I are going to watch tonight. Tell me that's not what's happening. What is worship? You ascribe worth to something that you think is valuable. People are going to jump up and put their hands in the air when somebody scores a touchdown, even in family rooms around the world. Why? Because they worship that matters to them. And at the end of church, we get a chance to do the same thing. And it's so funny. People say, I think it's weird when we raise hands or sing loud at church. What? You do it everywhere else in your life? Why would it be weird here to do it for the one who's worthy of worship? Tom Brady's not worthy of your worship. Nick Foles, who knows Jesus. I know Nick. I know Case Keenum. They're great guys. They know Jesus. And they would be the first to tell you, do not worship me or this game. Worship the one that saved me. His name is Jesus. And so we get a chance at the end of the service to do a a big rock type feel. I love this song, Mighty Warrior. It's all about, you are a mighty warrior. I'm not, but I am in you. And so we get to stand up. Some of you raise your hand. Some of you just sing loud. Some of you listen. But it's a chance to say, this is what matters. It's eternal. It's more important than anything. So with no apology, say, stand up and sing. If you don't know the words, learn them. And if you want to just lean in and listen, but at some point, man, the song should just come over you and say, man, I am going to stay out loud. I'm going to scream it out loud. Our God is a mighty, mighty warrior. Let's sing.
right. We're done. But let me say this. As you walk out, my hope is you walk to the lobby. Some of you aren't connected. Some of you never volunteered here. You've already passed the combine. Started there. there. Some of you need to leave, leave something here. Come up here. Pray with our prayer team. Let that go. And then here's the deal. Wednesday night, 7 o'clock, the song you just sang, we sing those kind of songs. We're studying the book of Philippians. It's a great midweek service in the middle of the week. And then next week, come back for It's a Phase. We'll start the parenting series. God bless you. Go Patriots. Go Eagles. See you Wednesday night. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining us today on the live broadcast. I'm so glad you're part of this family. You know, guys, many of you who are joined in with us via the stream, it might be easy to feel like you're outside the family. You're just looking through the window. But I want to say to you, you're an integral part of this family. So if there's anything we can do for you, let us know. We'd love to serve you. We'd love to serve your family. And you know what? Even though you're joining with us online right now, there's still the opportunity to get plugged into a small group or volunteer or serve to help move the mission of Kensington forward. And here's Dave. Do what he said. He's he's the best, isn't he? I can tell him. Look right here. Say, nice. Hey, thanks for watching. Yeah. Uh, keep watching. Hopefully, you can come sometimes. Maybe a lot of times. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think you just said this. You matter just as much as anybody in this room. And we'd love you to play a role as well. That's right. Yeah, that's right. If, like Dave's just said, you know, maybe you're going through something in your personal life. You need prayer. Let us know. We'd love to serve you. We'd love to serve your family. But anyway, if, my name's Chris. From our team to your family, thanks again for tuning into the live broadcast. We hope you have an incredible week. Go Lions. Oh, oh, wait. That's right. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye.